Generally Speaking About the Church, podcast episode number 113. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the About the Church podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is DG Hollums. And DG, it is great to have you back in the studio today, my friend. I missed you. I am glad to be back in the studio today. Two weeks off, man. I know. Well, yeah, I wasn't necessarily off. Not necessarily off. Off from this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We know how hard of a job this is. (laughs) Yeah. Well, my friends, we have so many things that we have prepared for you today that we're just going to take them as they come. As they come. As they come. Just boom, right there. Okay, let's deal with it. So, DG, I have a question for you. I have an answer for you. What did you think about, and by the way, no spoilers, Yeah, but, that's fine. but what did you think about Lost and, the, and, and just the event itself? I thought that, um, I don't know. There was a part of me that was a little bit disappointed. Yeah, really? Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, it was, it was don't get me wrong. It was still awesome. It was still good. But, um. You, I know, what, I are you a little bit upset because of the spirituality end of it? No, not at all. No, no. no. Um, I it was one of those things that I was. I, I think I had so many expectations. I was wanting my mind to be blown. Oh, and it kind of just ended. It ended sweet. Yeah, it ended nice, and it ended. But it was more of a. I wanted that. I wanted the M Night Shyamalan kind of a. Holy cow! Are you serious? kind of ending right and i got the oh that's so sweet it was kind of like a touched by the angels ending yeah yeah exactly it was like uh you know the end of winnie the pooh or something instead of of winnie the pooh (laughs) instead of highlander you know yeah and i think i was just wanting um it was a twist that none of us expected yeah i i don't know it it it, i but it was kind of weird i had high expectations for something like that that i wanted Mm -hmm. my mind to be blown but but it but then I but then again I really didn't have too many expectations as far as whatever's going. I was just going to allow it to be what it, what they wanted it to be, right? Because I respected the people who've been writing laws this whole time, right? So I think maybe it, part of me was just like, I wonder if they just got tired of all those kinds of things and they were like, let's just let's just breathe, let's yeah. actually end this with with a breath. I don't know. I don't know. I I I enjoyed it. Um, of course, I didn't have any kind of huge expectations. Uh, I just I just wanted to see how what they had in mind from the beginning. I have a I I I am a firm believer that they actually that the way they, they had end, everything in mind all along. Well, I think they had the ending in mind. You know that those okay. last few scenes that the the way that it ended, yeah. I think was in their mind from the beginning. Right. I think there's a ton of stuff that was thrown in that that came uh, came up along the way. Sure, sure, sure. And and of course, uh, this isn't the Lost podcast, and I'm sure Stephanie and I will cover a lot of other things. No, me, I, let, I love, it, this is important. I mean, this is a big, huge cultural understanding that's going on, at least in the states, and I think in at least the parts of the world that have TVs. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I think it's it's important for us to talk about this. We should be as Christians culturally relevant. Absolutely. So, so my question is, uh, what did you think about the party? I mean, was that wild or what? Dude, that was fun. That was a ton of fun. I was blown away. I mean, yeah. I I did not know what to expect, and I will tell you, I was a little scared. 
Oh, really? I, I, okay. I was a lot scared. <laughs> on Monday, on Monday, we only had 21 people signed up for the party. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, on Monday. And the the event, of course, taking place that coming Sunday. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, and it's just like, what are we going to do? And, of course, we had had some news coverage and stuff like that. Yeah. But then we got some major news coverage. Um, I, did you see the Did you see the front page of the entertainment section? No, is that was that before it? That was the day of. Oh, that was the day of. Oh, and, nice. And by the way, uh, between Monday when we had twenty one and when we actually started the party, we went from twenty one to forty nine people. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was it was a pretty That's it was awesome. a pretty good deal. Uh, it was just awesome to see so many people come from so many places. We've thrown parties in the past, right? Now, I will say this. I will say this. If the event was free, I have no doubt that we would have had two or 300 people there. Easily. If the event was free. Easily. But yes. the only problem is, is that we didn't have a, there was no place that we could find that would be a venue that would hold the amount of people. Right. Yeah. And also that wouldn't charge us for having the venue. And so I was stuck between a rock and a hard place. But, uh, the the folks that that thought enough of the the show and this community and and stuff like that to pay 40 bucks to travel long distances oh yeah yeah, yeah no, it was awesome. pretty wild no it's really really cool and i and i appreciate it like i sat in the far back with three guys that uh brought the little labels for the dharma beer yeah <laughs> And, they, and every beer they went and bought, they brought it back and they literally wrapped that Dharma beer around every single one of the beer bottles they had. That was awesome. It was just really funny. And it was cool to be able to get to know a lot of um, a lot of just different people from all different walks of life. It was really, really cool. And and it was funny because, you know, I was kind of like I was looking for I was looking for the GSPN community. Mm-hmm. And they were so scattered among everybody else that you couldn't even tell that it was. So it was not clickish, not clickish at, at all. all. Uh, or anything like that. There were some people I was like, oh, you know, I like I got to see Daniel. He's in the chat room now, not now. But I was wanting to see Jeremy, and Jeremy was just always kind of always there in the middle. And I was like, I don't want to walk over there. But, but I had a ton of fun, and I had to leave early because I had stuff the next day. So, and you showed up late, and you didn't get any food. Oh, uh, that's fine. I got food at a. You know, I if I was thinking, I would have realized I could have gotten food there. I just would have paid for their hotel food. Oh, okay. But well, I didn't even you think about have that, to, man. I, I there I know that there was enough food. I don't know what in the world. I think they just went and cleaned up the food and just threw it away or something. Oh well, they could have also been feeding all like all the servers and and I guess. people that work well, in the staff. I paid for fifty people, my friend. So <laughs> there were forty nine people. There should have been at least two. Well, that one left. lady came out and she was like, she was expecting like you to get mad at her. <laughs> it was funny. She was like, uh, the contract said that it was going to start at six o'clock and it's going to last an hour and a half, and it's been an hour and a half. I just wanted to you know make you aware of it. And you're like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you could tell she was like oh good (laughs) it was no big deal like i told you i paid that money so everyone could be able to go there and have that experience the food was just the icing on top of the cake i didn't care about the food yeah well i appreciate it and it was besides you you know your your wife got some rice crispy treat from noodles and company because of that you made my wife a happy woman let me tell you (laughs) it's funny too cool (laughs) well i'll tell you what special thank you to all of you out there who came to the party and uh i i i want to say this and i and i know that many people listening to this we're re- literally p- praying for the details of this party, for everything to kind of come together. Yeah. And and I will tell you right now, God certainly orchestrated and put some things together in ways that were not coincidence. Yeah. I, I, I really do believe that. I yeah, mean, I, I, I <clears throat> it's just it's just amazing. The uh, the amount of press that we got was just out of this world. Yeah. Yeah. 
And did they did they not mess you over? Like they 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 just charge you for fifteen instead of seventy five? I still need to make that phone call. Oh, okay, okay. They called yesterday, and I was in consulting calls all day, and I've been recording all day today. Yeah, and stuff. So all right. Well, um, I'm just I'll go continue to pray for you. I I, I think that well the, the th- one thing that they did mess up mess up in a big way was the internet. They didn't right. ha- they didn't have internet access. So I think. I think with the, you know, I think I got enough to where I can just say, hey, let, let's, can we just call this even? I'll pay you for the 50 people that you cooked dinner for. Well, the amount of press that they got. I know. And, and that's, the, that's worth at least a thousand bucks right there. The amount of press that they got. Oh yeah. I mean, here, check, let me, uh, check this out right here. Listen to this. Um, and who else we got? To, is this Cliff is on the phone? There's a cool, like lost watch party. Yeah. The in finale. Northern Kentucky. What? What's tell us Cliff? about it, man. Well, we're having a big, huge party at the Hilton hotel. We actually reserved the entire bistro 737 restaurant. We're going to start at five o'clock in the evening, have dinner at six, watch the finale all the way through, I guess that's 1130. And at 1205 to 105, we're watching Jimmy Kimmel together. And we got people coming from Belgium and seven different States going to be, uh, Lost fans dream. Okay, so where where is it happening again? That's and awesome. what time? It's happening at, well, the doors open at 5 o'clock, and it's at the Hilton Hotel in Florence, <laughs> Kentucky, and all the details are at gspn.tv slash lost party. All right. There you go. That's right. Where was that on? What was that, that on? That is on Kiss 107 FM. Oh, okay. Here in Cincinnati. I, got it. I, was about to say, I don't even know what the yeah. station is. Yeah, I, well, I don't listen to the radio myself. But, <laughs> <laughs> but by golly, I woke up at five o'clock in the morning to talk to him. That's right. So, we, but literally, we could literally we could count up, like ask them what their what their listenership is at that at that time, and oh, and do the same thing with the TV, and just say, listen, your your media revenue way exceeded the seventy five the twenty five yeah. per person difference. Yeah. Check this out. How many people do you think in Cincinnati, in the Cincinnati television market, were watching Channel Nine? Oh my gosh. And right after that was this. Listen to this. This is out of this world. All good things must come to an end, and after six seasons, tonight was the last episode of ABC's hit show, Lost. No one was more excited for the series finale and more disappointed for the show's end than diehard fans in Florence tonight. That's where 9 News reporter Adam Marshall is live after people from all over the country gathered to watch that final episode. Adam? Well, Julie, organizers say tonight was a time for fans to get lost in the last episode. As for people here in Florence at the Hilton, they say lost is much more than just a television show. All right. So that was on immediately after Lost. Right after Lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they got some media attention. And I and I when I pulled out, I actually saw the the WCPO. Is it WCPO? Yeah. I saw their, their van backing out like it was leaving right behind me. Because cause, and that stuff was going on, and when we were talking, you know, you were talking the whole time, and that stuff was like, it was on the screen right there. And I was like, there's Cliff. Oh, yep. my gosh. You know, <laughs> look at that. That's awesome. It was wild. And they interviewed, uh, what's your name? Um, Winnie Van Winnie, Brooks. yeah, yeah. They interviewed Winnie, and it was just awesome that they were just like, you mean you're from where? And you did what? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It is very I, and cool. I, and I told, man, Cliff, it is not a, from a lack of me trying to get people to come there. Mm-hmm. So many people, and I'm not kidding you. Fifty percent of those people said it's it's too special to me. I don't want to watch it with anybody else. I want to watch it in my house. Wow. I mean, that was the response I got from literally like fifty percent of the people that I asked, that I invited to go to it. Yeah. And there, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. alrighty then. That, that that's cool. 
Um, you know, and, and you know what? It, it just turned out well. I, th- I think everybody there had an excellent time. I'm going to send out a survey here probably after I get back from vacation just to make sure everybody had a good time and stuff. Yeah, cool. but, but I think I think it went really well. Um, it'll be some time before I plan a big event like that where I actually have to commit to a, you know, contractually <laughs> well, to you know, a certain we number gotta of people. Learn, we got to learn as we go. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Maybe next time we could be able to find a church or something that would be saying, yeah, do it for free and yeah. we'll even give you coffee or something. Yeah, know? that would have been cool because I'll tell you what, man, I did not sleep for a week <laughs> leading up to that day. <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh, gosh. I you can only about imagine. So anyway, God is good. God is great. I mean, I, I tell you, it, it was it was really awesome to 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 throw that. And, and of course, you know, I'll look back on that, and I won't remember the stress. I'm just going to remember the awesomeness that that you know it really brought a bunch of people from all over the world together and gave us an opportunity to, to for a lot of people to meet face to face for the very first time in the GSPN community. I think that was awesome. Oh yeah, no, it was it was great. It was great for you too. Hopefully, th- those people would be like, yeah, I hung out with a bunch of. <laughs> Uh, this huge community it's online and and they actually were nice to me and they introduced themselves to me and so like that so it's cool and awesome. i saw you running around kind of shaking everybody's hand and i tried yeah saying hi to everybody I tried to do my best to to introduce myself and to yeah, no, thank everybody good. for coming you did good awesome as well so in the world of church um la iglesia la iglesia what is going on in your world, DG, as it relates to your faith and uh, you know what kind of journey are you on right now? I know that things, a lot of things have been gray areas of yeah. your future and stuff. What's going on, man? Well, nothing's really kind of uh, shatteredly being different, uh, but <laughs> but I'm I'm working part time at a store in the mall <laughs> that I can't mention, and uh, that's going well. And I've actually applied for there are two full time positions that are actually opening up in that store. Very so awesome. I'm applying for those, and you hope it, are you hoping to get that? Is that what you, you know, want? I was speaking to one of the managers, and and. Um, and, and she said, oh, you're applying for both of those jobs? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, I'm going to have to fight so-and-so, which is the other manager that's in charge of a different area of the store for you, which is a good sign that a manager's oh. saying, well, I'm going to fight for you. If if the other person wants you, I still want to fight for you. So I'm taking that as a good sign. But uh, but Tiffany, my wife, is actually going to be the director of a mission, like Ghetto Mission, City Heights, Ida Spence. She's going to be the director of that mission. Where it's like, you know, it's not uncommon at all about once every two weeks to have a shooting and yeah, <laughs> one way in, one way out, government subsidized housing, kind of a ghetto in Northern Kentucky. So, uh, but she loves those kids. She loves the youth that are there and, um, and they wanted her to focus on those two areas. So that's really, really cool. So, all right. So anyway, and we're, so that, that part's good. And, and I tell you, I'm just doing amazing. I'm just having tons of uh, ministry opportunities, just loving on people. And that store in the mall that I'm working at, coworkers as well as people that are coming in. So let me uh, ask you this: uh, as far as, as Tiffany's pay, is Tiffany's pay going to be good in this new position? Uh, I think it's like uh, twenty three or twenty five thousand dollars a year. How's that compared to where she was? Uh, she was getting paid twenty seven with um, with right around I think right around six to seven thousand dollars for housing allowance. Okay, so so it's actually a cutback quite a bit. Oh yeah, cut cut back quite a bit for her. It's going to be a cutback quite a bit for me, even if I get the full time one. Right. So so are, we're we're going to be if if I get the full time one, I'm not sure exactly how much that would pay, um, but my assumption would be that we're going to be cutting our home and our like our housing like our our salary together by I don't know about probably. Th- Forty thousand dollars. 
That's that's a bit of a cut. It's a big stinking cut, yeah. So so have you thought about anything as far as I mean, are you guys going to settle with with this and and kind of be okay with it for a while? Are you going to continue to seek other opportunities? Are you going to make other opportunities? What what's your mind and both, thoughts there? Yeah, both of those. Um, I'm actually seriously considering. I've got multiple things on the plate. I you know I'm just kind of looking at this this year being kind of a sabbatical for me. Yeah, just saying you know what, don't do any like full time ministry stuff, and uh, and just spend some time with God. You know, you just, yeah. spent, you just spent five years of your life pouring yourself into this church plant. So, um, so I'm really kind of looking forward to that aspect of everything. Uh, but one of the things I'm looking at is to create my own 501c3 okay. and to do consulting work for churches on how to effectively reach postmodern mindsets. Um, and, uh, so that's something I would really love to do sometime and you got to get a board together and got to get it approved in the Methodist church that it's an extension ministry and, then I would be appointed as an extension minister to that 501c3 and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, I just finished up, well, not finished up, but I'm still in the process of actually becoming a coach for another organization called SLI, Spiritual Leadership Incorporated. I really believe in what they do, and um, and I'm just looking at the next steps of what that might include. So why the 501c3 instead of just going out and being a a for-profit consultant? Uh, I could do that. Yeah. I think that, I think it would, um, it, it would, it would allow me to to continue to be an elder in the Methodist church. Like it'd allow me to, to be able to continue to do that aspect of it. Okay. Um, if the, if the ministry is a for-profit ministry, then that's fine. But most ministries are not for-profit and you know, honestly, I'm not necessarily wanting to do a for-profit thing anyway. I really am just wanting to better the kingdom and, and to do something that would be, allow other people to be able to be a part of it and they could be able to give to it without, without um, tax, you know, tax deductible gifts and charitable giving and stuff like that too. So, right. so, um, but yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I am an elder in the, in the United Methodist church. <laughs> Somebody in the chat room said that, but um, so anyway, it's, it's one of those things where I'm, you know, going to take this leave of absence and, and uh, really just spend a lot of time praying to God. Of course, the other thing is, is, uh, is if you know if another conference wants to bring me on board to be able to do something cool and funky and stuff like that for their conference or for a larger church in their conference, that would be awesome. All right. Well, here here's the deal. I okay. Consider it. You we never know who's listening. I, I know most of the time it's just me and you and and <laughs> and I and probably you probably half half the time don't download. So uh, usually yeah. usually there's at least one or two other people that download this podcast. But if if anybody happens to be listening and you're part of the United Methodist Church and you want a really awesome pastor. Uh, then consider moving your church to Northern Kentucky and hiring DG because we're not letting go of him. Moving your church. That's awesome. Okay. All 400 people here in Wisconsin, we're going to go to Northern Kentucky. Come on. It's a mission. <laughs> but you know, uh, honestly, I, I feel called to be a missionary in the States. Yeah. You know, you know, to put it simply, of course, I, there's so much more to that, but in, in layman terms, that is what I feel called to do and to be as a missionary, not to necessarily super poor, although I would love to do that too, but I really, you know, I just feel very called to be able to, to effectively minister to, to the postmodern mindset in my age group, a little bit older, a little bit younger. Um, and that I just do not think that the church is effectively being able to do anything like that. And right. it requires an authenticity that, I, that I think might be missing in a lot of cases. It requires a lot of, um, do you think it requires some, non-tradi- some non-traditional approaches to ministry too? Of course, of course it does. Yeah. And there's people all over the place just like me that are looking at the traditional system and they're saying, 
I feel so called to be a part of you. And yet you're not, I, I honestly feel like there's a part of, there's a part of you that's not um, accepting that we're not reaching these group of people and we need to think outside the box from within the polity. Like for example, right now, if you're not, if you're not a Methodist elder, you are guaranteed an appointment. So you are guaranteed a job. And, and literally, I mean, there is minimum salaries and housing allowances and pensions and health and all kinds of stuff that come with that. So it's a pretty sweet gig when right. it comes to, you know, thinking of like a career, Right. And that's why a lot of people, there's a bunch of pastors are like, I'm going Methodist, man, because I don't ever have to worry about my family not being fed, not having a house and all these different things. But they require you to be itinerant, which means that they can move you whenever they want to, to a different church. Right. And they take in consideration the church's needs and what you are and who you are and your needs and things like that. Um, But there are people like me that are coming out of seminary that are in seminary that are basically saying to the, to the traditional church, I know that we are a sent system. I know that we are a traditionally a, a, a system that says you go here, here, and here. But I'm feeling that God is calling me to intentionally move into a lower income neighborhood and develop relationships and actually affect the communities that we live in over the course of 15 or 20 years. And that mentality is just not there for an elder in the Methodist church. Right. And so uh, during this time period, I also would like to be able to work with a group of people who, uh, who are dreamers. Um, I think, and I think and I'm, this, again, I'm saying a bunch of generalities. This is not always the case. This is not every single United Methodist pastor, but I think there are a lot of United Methodist pastors that have become complacent. Mm-hmm. that have become safe and secure with knowing that they're going to get a guaranteed job. Right. Instead of saying, wait a second, what if God wants us to radically do something for the kingdom and not just be, uh, a, you know, waited, waited out until I can retire kind of a thing. And so I'm, I am literally feeling from God that I need to put the, the ministry and the ideas and the passion that I have for the kingdom and wait for God to wake up those dreamers. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm praying for right now. I mean, that's what I'm spending a whole bunch of my prayer life and my, and everything else like that is, is to really, really wake up the dreamers. And, and someone says, explain dreamers. Tex says, explain dreamers. I think that it's these, it's these people that are willing to risk, that are willing to be, um, what, uh, whatever the community that they live in truly needs and to do it in a way that it would be extremely sacrificial and extremely risky. Um, it would, it could, you know, truly, truly, uh, radically affect the number of people that are worshiping with you and radically affect your financial, uh, statement or whatever else as a church and, uh, and things like that. And so it's, it's one of those things, I don't know. And I'm not saying that there, these things don't exist right now because there are, there is a huge, uh, army of, uh, of people like me that are in seminary right now that are, that are basically looking at the Methodist church and they're saying, I'm not, I'm, I'm not called to do that. Like if I, if I truly am called to live out what God is desiring for us to be in the kingdom and for these communities moving every five to, you know, every three to seven years is just not going to cut it. Right. And, um, and so it's, and and, and the, the frustrating thing is, is a lot of people feel like that I have a, um, that I, that I, uh, am selfish or that I feel like I am entitled to this. Which a lot of people would say that about postmoderns. They really would. 
But what I'm trying to tell people is this is not out of a sense of entitlement. Why? No, because your sense of entitlement is that you guaranteed me a job. Now go find me a job. Exactly. Like that's your entitlement. That that would be your entitlement. Exactly. Why in the world would I ever literally put my adoption on hold that I've been wanting a child for the last 11 years, take a $40,000 pay cut (laughs) and literally just eat beanie weenies. You're just so selfish. Yeah. Well, I don't think that a bunch of people are saying that, but I do think that probably that probably is the mindset of a lot of people because I mean, when's the last time someone looked at something that's been around for 200 years and said, no, this is not right. This is not what I'm called to be. This is not what several other thousands of people that are coming after me that are feeling we need to do. And so I base what I tell everybody is it's not a it's not people. That's the problem. It really is a polity that has not done a good job of, of continuing to morph and to change um, over time. This is why I left the traditional church as far as an official role as, you know, cell pastor and, and right. all those other things. It's, right. you know, the, people looked at me, it's like, what do you mean you don't have time for more meetings? And what do you mean you can't you come to this meeting and this event? And what do you mean you can't come to that event? You're a leader, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. And, and what? You're doing podcasting? Yeah. What? You have to watch a TV show that night? That's ridiculous. Yeah, you're just lazy. You're just lazy, and and oh, and then all of a sudden, when I when they heard that I had quit my job to do to do what full time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just being very selfish, and I'm being very irresponsible, you know. And I know that I have no grasp on reality, and and I know that I'm completely forgetting my wife and my kids, and I'm just gonna yeah. drive us. And, into I, the and I had one person that said blah blah blah. And one person was just saying, I just don't understand why you think that it would be God that you you know would seriously be having to look at bankruptcy or not being able to be taken care of and i'm sitting here going <laughs> where are you looking at that i'd say i just want i wanted to say like read the bible <laughs> there are people that have been completely destitute <laughs> job is a great example <laughs> you know yeah. it's just it's one of those things to where i i just passionately feel that mm-hmm. we need to make room for what the future of the church is and should look like. Right. And I feel like the polity right now, and it's obvious because most denominations, if not all denominations are dying right now. And, um, and we need to be able to, um, to be able to dream within the polity. And I'm not saying to, to take away the polity. I'm actually just saying, create something to come alongside it. You know, what if we created an elder that would be like a missional elder and a this, new position, but that's never been done before. Well, it, yes, it has. That's the thing. <laughs> they created deacons. They created local pastors. They created all these different things, you know. So anyway. But DG, this is the way it's been done ever since the people in charge now have always done it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's it's uh, it's it's interesting. <laughs> I, I it's feel challenging, for you. but. I feel for you, brother. But, and and I'm, I, I'm, but, I, I'm like, God, please call him to something different. <laughs> Because being in the church, you know, in official capacity, it's such a pain in the butt. Yeah, I just, you know, but there are there are people out there that it was their calling to be right. able to look at a denomination, look at a, at a structure that had been around for, you know, several hundreds of years and say, no, this is not the direction that the future of the church is going to be going. And I'm not saying to throw away all that stuff. I'm just saying we need to make room for the future. I I so. agree with you, and I'm thankful that God has called some people to stand that fight, stand that ground, and fight that fight. And and obviously, you know, there are people out there in the past, in the history of the church, that have certainly changed the direction of the church. And DGI, you know, who knows, man? Who knows what'll happen? Sure. So yeah. I, I've um, 
Yeah, there's, there's, and there, and I'm not alone. That's the thing. I think that there are a few of us that are a little bit vocal. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I think I'm being vocal just in my actions mm-hmm. in the Kentucky conference. I'm not necessarily like really being very vocal. I'm not writing a book. I, or, you, I don't folks, have a blog let me tell going. You, DG holds back here on this podcast. I do. <laughs> I do hold back. Yeah. I'll be I honest. Can t- I can tell you right now. If 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 DG, I, I can guarantee you, DG could really give us some content here. <laughs> He's holding back, but I, you know, yeah, exactly. And text says good communications gets the job done. DG and, and I agree. And that's why I'm not, I, this is not me being upset with anything. This nope. is me being sad if anything else. And basically with, without waiver looking at a church that I love dearly more than most things to be able to say, listen, I love you so much that you've got to wake up. You've got to start dreaming outside the box and you've got to start realizing how to relate to the culture that we're in because you're not. See, I'm so thankful that you still love the church because I don't. Yeah, (laughs) I don't. I love Christ. I love God. My father, I love the Holy Spirit. I love what God has called me to and I love ministry and I love the kingdom of God. Sure. I do not love the church. Yeah. And matter of fact, I I very much dislike it. Yeah. And, and And I think that... um. And I think that, that you're not alone <laughs> at any stretch of the imagination. Uh, talk to any person who's gay. <laughs> you know, yeah. they've they've been hurt by someone in the church. They might have been loved by, by somebody that, in the church too. But but I think that um, I think that we I think the church has become uh, in a certain extent in a lot of ways something that Christ did not have in mind. Um, but I also believe that Christ's Christ loves the church and I believe I know that he God does. loves the church. I know he does. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to follow that example. I know he does. And he, he's, he's working in my heart to try and to, to soften my heart to, to the church. But man, I'll tell you what, it, it's just, it's a pain, you know, and I say that, but you know, I, I do have some wonderful people in, in the church that I belong to. And my, my pastor, Chad, tell you what, he's a man of God. And, and I'll tell you what, when I, and when I'm working with him one-on-one, it is, I, I experience all that the church, you know, well, most of what the church should be, but, yeah. but the church as a whole, as the institution, it just drives me batty. Well, I, uh, I'm going to be pretty, I, I recorded, uh, one of the Sunday night organic gatherings, one of my organic gatherings at Sunday night. And it was during the theology throwdown. And one of the, the question I basically posed to everybody was what should the church or what could the church be? I know. I think I started out with what should, and the, well, anyway, one of one person corrected me on that and said, well, I think we should be should or could, but anyway. And, uh, and I think that was, it was a really great conversation because the first thing I, you know, in, in the, the thing that was kind of frustrating me is all the atheists and the agnostics and secular humanists didn't show up that week. So it was, a, <laughs> I mean, there was a few that are just kind of waffling a little bit, but we were primarily Christians, but, but that's fine. That's fine. And, but it's a younger, you know, a much younger crowd of Christians. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they brought up was worship style. Yeah. Really? It was not, it was not like, that's weird. And they were saying, you know, I think it needs to be a conversation and a discussion, not a sermon. I think that it should involve food and community, blah, 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 those kinds oh of things. Goodness. But then, I, you know, and, and then we had the conversation go a little bit more. And I said, okay, what about Christian, like a Christian person? What could or should they be like? Blah, blah, blah. And then, and this is my favorite part. I said, okay, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to bait every single one of you. Okay. So let me put the bait on the hook here. And then you can, you know, here's the, here's the question. So I'll ask you, Cliff. Who's the better Christian? Can you hear me? I'm hearing you. <laughs> Can you hear the baiting going on here? Yeah. Uh, who's the better Christian, Billy Graham or Mother Teresa? Uh, I think they're both equally as good in God's eyes. 
<laughs> wow. Yeah, this is the part where you were holding back. <laughs> <laughs> to, <laughs> trying to be PC. No, with, I, no with, I, without I, a doubt. I, no, I, I, I really believe I know, that. I know. No, I, I'm, that's, I, know. I believe. I'm giving you a hard time. But I believe that but their that, response in this group, without any, without any hesitation, Mother Teresa. Period. Really? I see. I dis, I totally disagree with that. And well, and, and it, okay. one of the one that. of the things I you dis- need to come to theology throwdown. Then I, I should. <laughs> you should invite me. Uh, listen to this. I, I really believe that there are a lot of people in the Christian church, and it's one of the things I don't like about super highly pious pious Christians who believe everybody ought to do a certain thing. Right, sure. God, you know, God called Mother Teresa to be Mother Teresa. God called Billy Graham to be to do the things Billy sure, Graham did. Exactly. You know what? God called the janitor that <laughs> has cleaned the church of First Baptist Church of wherever for exactly. the last 25 years exactly. to clean that church with all of all his heart. Okay, but here's the thing. You're, so who's the better Christian, the janitor of the little First Baptist Church or Mother <laughs> Teresa? Yeah, now you're not holding back. This is good. Uh, <laughs> I hate that question. Well, that's the reason They're I equal. asked the question. They're equal. That's, but I asked the question on purpose. Right. You know, I, I knew that they, in God's eyes, of course, they're equal. But I wanted to see what they believed. I wanted to see what they felt. Mm-hmm. And their feelings were Mother Teresa all the way. And so I asked them to you know, explain that a little bit more. And you can hear about this in the, in the podcast once I ever produce it and actually get another, <laughs> and get another Praxis podcast out. <clears throat> but but in, in a lot of their mindsets, or in all of their mindsets, it was Mother Teresa, not because they didn't respect Billy Graham, but because they saw that... Uh, just winning souls I'm using finger quotes just winning souls might not be the end all be all maybe maybe a life lived on this planet is just as important as you know as as saving souls or whatever else and so but it was just really nice and then I then I brought back the question and said okay well if everyone's saying Mother Teresa then why did the first thing you go to (laughs) was was worship style instead of mission in the world or you know doing you know something like that and silence man it was like crickets all you could hear was like people in the pub and crickets <laughs> but it's a good thoughtful question because the world today i think the 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 rest of the world today that are not christians would look at that answer and say no if and buts about it mother Teresa. yeah i i, I would say that that's what i i would probably get if i asked and, and i told right. and, and and you know what um, I, num- for the folks who might say, well, you know, something more important than saving souls, I would argue that Billy Graham's never saved a soul, uh, personally. Uh, oh, now we're getting semantics. So, so <laughs> first and foremost, I don't think he's ever died on a cross. You know what since. I'm talking about. But he, you know, but but I think I think it's awesome that he he devoted his his life to spreading the gospel, the good news, which I think sure. is a worthy thing to devote your life to, if God calls you to do that. Sure, sure. All right. But uh, somebody in the ch- somebody in the chat room, and I almost said the church. Somebody the church. somebody in the chat room <laughs> asked me, says, "Well, gosh, Cliff, you say you're you're not too happy with the church. How do you define that?" And obviously, I think that's a great question because I am not talking about the the iglesia the, or the called out ones, the 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 big C church, the big C church. You're talking about that, the little. I love church the community. big. I love the big C. I love the body of believers. I love the kingdom of God. Okay, right, I do right. love that. I love. The relationships. What I don't like is the little C church, the the organization, the um, the the establishment. Right. And and so if you were to ask me what should a church look like, which I think you asked me, right? What what should a, I don't know if you asked me or somebody else in the chat room asked. But anyway, 
this is what I think of when I think of the church and what I envision what God would love for our church to church to look like today. They devoted themselves to the apostles teaching. Uh, so basically they're devoted to what God is, has for us to know and how to, to instruct us how to live our lives. So they devoted themselves to these, this teaching Uh to the fellowship, you know, the breaking of bread and to prayer. I mean, DG, I can't tell you right now. It's been for, I mean, my, my pastor came up to me this week and, uh, is the most awesome thing in the world. I was, you know, helping to tear down for the church on Sunday, you know, just hours before this big event was supposed to happen. Uh And I'm just sitting there. My mind's just flooded with all the things that I have to do. And my pastor comes up to me and says, listen, I know you're busy right now, but do you mind if I take just a minute and just lay my hands and pray for you? And, and, And I'm like, absolutely. And he prayed for me. And I will tell you what, it just really calmed my spirit and really helped me gain perspective on why I'm doing all these things and that don't worry about it. It's all going to work out. But can I just say that that is a very rare occurrence Mm. in my experience in the church? Yeah. Prayer is so, I mean, like you said, you talk about the church, talk about what the church should be doing. It's, it's most of the time it's about, it's about the worship, the style of worship. It's about how long the sermons are. It's about what ministries (laughs) you're doing. Yeah. I hardly ever am approached with people who are devoted to prayer. Yeah. I, I, that, that being devoted to prayer is not a characteristic characteristic of the church today, in my opinion. Mm. Now Mm. you may be in a part of a church that that is so different. And for you, I am so thankful for that. But my own experience is that I am not, I, and and this is, I've been in a lot of churches, but prayer is not, it's, there's not a huge devotion to it. You know, in, in verse 43 of Acts 2, it says everyone in the church was filled with awe. Many wonders and, and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. It says in forty four that or verse forty four that all the believers were together. They had everything in common, so they you know they weren't focused on all their differences. I am so sick and tired of the United Methodist Church versus the Baptist Church versus the the Nazarene Church versus the everything right. else church. It's like sure. I, it's like no, the, they were all together and had everything in common. Right. You know, and that I don't see today. Um, selling their possessions and giving to everyone as they have need. I think we've all turned and relied on the government to subsidize everything these days. And mm. we've t- we've allowed them to take that responsibility off of our hands where God has called us to do it. Mm. Uh, you know, and- I, I, I'm actually I, I, I agree with you talking about the giving part. This is a, this is actually kind of interesting. I'm actually working with um, another company called Epiphio Studios and they actually create epiphany videos uh, and one of the clients that we're writing the script for and and creating this epiphany video, this epiphio, as uh, where they created, is uh, Durham Cares and and uh, and I think it's in North Carolina, you know Durham, North Carolina. I think it's north, might be south. Anyway, um, but they're actually wanting us to create this video, and basically they're they're saying, I mean this this is people that have done all kinds of studies on giving and stuff <laughs> like that. They said all over the world right now, the average for giving is two point eight percent. All over the world. Uganda, Australia, United States, UK, you know, it does not matter if it's a really, really poor place in the you know, Philippines. Um, it does not matter where it's at. Uh, it's 2.8%. Mm-hmm. And he was just, and they were just talking about <clears throat> like biblically, everyone always wants to do 10%, <clears throat> but that's not, that's not the only percent in the Bible. <laughs> it's like, 
There were people that they gave 50% and 75% and 100% of what they own. And, you know, and, and, and we've talked about this before that the 10% in my belief is, is a, is not a rigid, this is a number. It actually is a symbol for saying that it's all God's, it, you know, that, right. that symbol of 10 is a completeness, a wholeness that when you give 10%, what you're truly saying to God is I acknowledge that everything is yours. And right. if you want it, I'll give it to you. If you want it all, I'll give it to you right now. Right. And, um, and a lot of the ways that you give to God uh, is by actually loving on others and, and giving to others as well. So they in turn can be blessed to be a blessing and then they can be blessing. And it just creates this, this, this movement of radical generosity. Um, and I think that, and I was talking to these people and they were saying, you know, we've, we've done so much study based around what actually prompts people to give, to increase that amount. And he said, and none of, none of it comes from seeing more poor people. Or, you know, or something like that, like seeing how destitute someone is on TV or how sad the kid is or how starved the child is. They said that does not get people to increase. What gets people to increase their giving to actually live lives that are radical for Christ is is a true, deep understanding of grace. Right. That everything is God's. It's that that they have been so absolutely blessed and, I, and so one of the things that, that Timmy and I are kind of dealing with right now as we are cutting our budget by $40,000, um, which is, you know, not necessarily by choice, but it is by choice. <laughs> but we're going to live into seeing what life can be like to be able to live a lot more simply and to be able to um, to find. I'm telling you, my prior life has been better than it's ever been in my entire life. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I'm, every time I get in my car, I'm using the prayer beads. They're doing a, the Protestant prayer beads. <laughs> I'm using finger quotes there too. Um, praying the, the Wesleyan prayer, covenant prayer, which is I still believe is one of the best prayers in the world. Serenity prayer ain't got nothing on this prayer. Um, <laughs> praying the Lord's prayer, praying that, praying for other people. I'm always praying for the people. Um, and I and I'm just man, I'm just. Lord, praying morning, evening, and mid and noonday prayers, and I've just been completely forward about how much peace I'm finding in the midst of having a heart at peace. Um, man, it's just it's been pretty pretty amazingly beautiful. And when when I should be, if I was in the world, I would be completely freaking out right now. Absolutely. And there really don't get don't don't get me wrong. I was completely freaking out for three weeks until I really started this prayer. You know, living a life of prayer here, and it was not because I read it in some book. It was because I was so hungry and thirsty yeah. about being in the presence of Christ that I just, I had to do it. I just literally had to do it. There was no other options. Yeah. That, so. And, and I, I mean, when, when I started this business full time and didn't have, <laughs> didn't have two nickels to scratch together, yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's when I began to understand what it meant to live by faith. And Amen. And, and I will tell you, when, when you when you get to that place where all of a sudden all you have to rely on is God and his promises, and you see him come through week after week after week, it, it gives you a hunger to see God move in people's lives in that way. And, and the only thing that I, I think that's a shame is that really the only time I see that happening is when people face, you know... Pretty harsh situations, right? And and that's why I think you know you look at the Bible and it says, listen, it's, it's easier for a, an, a camel to go through the need uh, the I eye needle. of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. But uh, right, you know the the thing is, is when you have when things are going well, it's very difficult to come to that place where we surrender fully to God and understand that everything is His. Yeah. 
So and and you know and I think that's you know I think I think my brother's death I mean that that influenced me big time right and um, and I think I came to the point of 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 being able to tell a two hundred year old system for this for this moment of time no I came to that because I realized how beautiful life is how fragile life is and I'm gonna live it I am not gonna be complacent I am not gonna be falling asleep it's not gonna be falling not on my watch I'm right. not falling asleep. And I'm going to be <clears throat> ever present and ever desiring for the kingdom to come in this planet. And, um, and I'm going to do it with love, loving anyone, <laughs> enemies, friends, confused people, asleep people, dreaming people. I don't care. I'm just going to be doing it with love. Well, I'll tell you what, DG, I, I am going to shift uh, the gears here and tell you something that I, that happened this week that uh, was really kind of cool. Okay, cool. Um, the friend, a friend of mine, uh, his name's Robert Johnson. I'm sure you've maybe heard me mention his name. He's my prayer yeah. partner, been yeah. prayer partner now for, I guess, going on 13, 14 years. And uh, the other day I was, you know, browsing through Twitter, looking to see what people are saying. And he says, hey, I'm getting ready to attend, you know, church at Northland online, you know, click here to join me. So I click over and of course, you know, it's a, I, I'm on my iPad, right? Yeah. And so I, I click over and it's, it's a, it, it, it works great. I mean, they are using HTML5 video and all this other stuff. Oh, and it says, cool. hey, click here to join in via uh, Facebook. And so I click that and it takes me to the Facebook application in full screen with Facebook chat and HTML5 video, gorgeous video of their worship. Yeah. And I'm sitting there chatting, attending church in in my kitchen on, on your my iPad, iPad yeah, that's awesome. with my friend. And it's like, I was like, man, I, I love this. And not only that, but the, you know, the pastor sitting there preaching and stuff like that. It's like, this is so cool because now not only do I not feel bad about passing notes during church, <laughs> this, is <laughs> yeah, like, exactly, this is yeah. like acceptable exactly. and encouraged and encouraged. And so I want to pass notes during church. Exactly. And so what happened was, um, and by the way, I love it because I, I don't know what it's a non-denominational church. But I would say it's probably more along the lines of mainline. I, I, anyway, I'm not even going to go there. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the, the the pastor was out of town. He is in some on some mission or something like that. But they had I don't know if you've ever heard of the name Steve Brown from Key Life Ministries. He's a, I he's a, I believe he's a Calvinist. OK. And I don't think that that's along the theological lines of what this church actually is. Uh, but every now and then Steve Brown does come to to um to uh their church at Northland and I would I'll tell you what I used to listen to Key Brown Key or uh, Steve Brown on the radio all the time and I just love this guy's approach to how he teaches and how he shares and just how practical he is and I just it was I, I want to say this it was one of the best sermons I've heard in years and I'm sitting there experiencing an attitude and a heart of worship and fellowship with my prayer partner via the chat room while I'm cooking tacos in the kitchen <laughs> for my family. Nice. How awesome is that? <laughs> That's good. That's cool. I'm, I'm telling you, it, it was nice. In fact, I, I said, you know, we need to do this more often. I said, you know, next time, next time you go live and I think he's doing that on Monday night. So I actually might just plan out. Just my to be there, yeah. My Monday nights just to be there sure. and, and experience worship. Do you, have, do you know them. the name of the church or like it's, a link yeah. to it or something? Yeah, I, I th uh, it's Northland uh, CC, I think. Let me just look. North Northland. Is it North Point Online TV? No, that's Andy. That's Andy Stanley. Oh, okay. Uh, it's Northlandchurch.net. Northlandchurch.net. 
Net. And my friends, right on their main site, you'll see a little box there, a little 16 by 9 box that says Worship on Facebook. Totally awesome. Yeah. In fact, um, let's see here. It looks like they're next. I love this. Check this out. Uh, two days, one hour, five minutes, and 21 seconds until worship, Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. <laughs> I love that. I love the fact you say worship. Huh? I just love how you say worship. How, how are you supposed to say worship? <laughs> now I'll be right into this conversation. You leave, just, you leave me I just alone. Love, I love it. I love it. It's, it's worship. <laughs> okay, I've got, I've got a topic we can talk about. All right. And this is actually going to be a topic we're going to give everybody homework. Homework? So oh we are going to ask- New York City. We're going to ask you to give us your opinions. Please give us a call. Eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. Please, please, please call that number and give us your opinions and thoughts. You can even do research on this. I would love to do research. I need to know this All because right. I've, I've always wanted to know it for a long time. In the Apostles' Creed, the Apostles' Creed, okay, which is I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in is Jesus this the one Christ, where, Lord. where he went to hell and came back. No, no, no. Oh, okay. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. Well, some people say Descend, that. Descended, descended into, into hell. hell. See, the that, third that's day the he one rose, I don't know about. <clears throat> right, okay. Well, okay, that's Cliff's that's, part of your uh, that, homework. That, that, that's the one I, when they actually say it, I don't say that part. Well, and a lot of them leave that part out. Okay. Anyway, okay. So, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. He will come again to judge the quick and the dead or the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, and that's Catholic as in universal. Catholic with a capital C. Not Roman Catholic. Right. Or actually, is that Catholic with a lowercase c? It would be Catholic with a lowercase lower c. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. Big C church, lower C. C Catholic. Gotcha. The Holy, <laughs> the Holy <laughs> did Universal you, Did Catholic that confuse church. anybody else? <laughs> We, we kicked butt on that one. We I did. That says, was good. The communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and here's the one, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. What's wrong with that? Amen. So my question is, the resurrection of the body. The body. Is it plural or is it Christ's body? I think it's resurrection of our our physical body. So you're talking about the resurrection of the church. No. I think it's the You're talking about it's your body. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you 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 western mindset. It's all about you, Cliff. It is all about me. <laughs> it's all about okay, me. Okay, so so Cliff just introduced a third option I had never thought about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first option that I know of would be the the body of Christ. Well, like the, we believe in the bodily risen. resurrection of Christ. This is a belief statement. All right. So do you do you think it's talking about the bodily resurrection of Christ? Do you think it's talking about the resurrection of all people? I think it's the resurrection of all people. Or do you think it's your actual body? Well, I'm one of those of all people. <laughs> I know. Give you a hard time. So anyway, I would love to know what everyone's thoughts and opinions are on that. Well, That'd be mine. a great topic. I've actually asked several people. And Cliff believes in zombie Christians. Yes, I do. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, There's a zombie on my lawn. <laughs> have you seen? Have you and played that game? his head is rolling towards me. I know. I don't, I've never... You've never played. Oh my goodness! You mean Plants vs Zombies? Uh, yeah, have me. Oh yeah, me, yeah, yeah. I've seen Plants vs. Well, zombies. no. Have, have you, do you know the song? No, I don't know the song. Oh, dude, let me play the song for you. <laughs> that definitely has to fit in now that we brought zombie Christians in here. <laughs> hold on, hold on. So anyway, I'm Keep looking going. forward to what everybody is going to say about the resurrection of the body and that belief statement. And I, you know, I really would like you know, some research to be done. That would be nice. Oh yeah, just I don't, don't want just a bunch of opinions. Don't email it in though. Uh, call it 859-795-4067. I really can't handle the email. And what do you want to do? You want to leave it to uh, what? Uh, um, three minutes or less. All right, three minutes less, please. Three minutes or less, if that's possible. 
And uh, where 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 would this be? This I love Zombieland, in, by the way. Oh my goodness, that movie was hilarious. Is it under options? Lesson Credit. number twelve. Okay, so uh, let me see. Is this the song? Let me see if this is the song that never ends. Here we go. Okay, I think this might be it. <laughs> Do I have to turn this up? Yeah. <laughs> this is good stuff, man. Have you you have you beat the game yet? No. You get this song. so funny because when it first started out that was the quintessential um uh 80s japanese rpg end song yeah yeah. you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. just a quintessential japanese role-playing game end song yep the the geek part of cliff and i are coming out now everybody fun stuff but that is awesome i did not know that now i've never played i've never played the game i mean it's even you've not played the game no don't Seriously, it will destroy my life. It, no, actually, I will turn mo- into a zombie. It is the most awesome game in the world. It, it is really it, is. Is it, a, is it a very similar? Like it, it, someone told me, it's like a modified tower defense game. It is, but it's better. Okay, right. I, I mean, it really is. I, to be honest with you, I I have beat every single thing you can beat on the game. It is, and I've probably played it for about <laughs> twenty three hours total. <laughs> But but let me tell you, well, it's I don't, not World of Warcraft. You're good to know that. Then. No no no. I, I mean, I've I've beat everything. I, I'm done with the game now. But I will say this though, it wasn't a wasted 23 hours. It was pure enjoyment. Enjoyment. That's cool. I mean, it was just. I mean, it was it was just pure entertainment, fun and excitement. It it really is a fun game. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Anyway, uh, so I, do some homework for us, please. That would be great. Yeah, 859-795-4067. If you could do us a favor and not email in your yeah, responses. Yeah, because those emails are going to get really nasty they and ridiculous. Get, they get really long, and to be honest with you, I have this compulsion to read and respond to every email. and Which is also the reason we don't allow for the ch- for the forum of the About the Church yeah. podcast. <laughs> My goodness. But we would love to hear from you. 859-795-4067. And uh, we would love to hear about that. So yeah. the resurrection of the body. Yeah. What is it? What is it? What are your thoughts? And goes to hell, descends to hell. Yeah. Do you think, do you believe that Jesus Christ descended to hell? And if so, if so, where in the scripture do you read that? Oh, ooh, I'd like to know. A little bit of, a little bit of touchiness on it. Well, that's, that's the one thing I can't find unless it's in one of the four yeah, yeah. books that. I've got a phenomenal book I want to tell everybody about. Tell us about our it's phenomenal book. The Epic of Eden. The Epic of Eden. It is out of this world astounding by Sandra Richter Um, and uh, it's basically telling you about the culture of 
of the Old Testament and it gives you a, a background of what's going on in the Old Testament, like a cultural understanding that's going on there. And it will really, truly help you be able to work through the Old Testament. If you think the Old Testament is just something that uh, it's difficult to get through, especially like in Kings and First, Second Samuel and stuff like that, this is really going to help you be able to get through that. I've only read the first two chapters and I'm still blown away by it. It's awesome. So anyway, awesome. Just throwing it out there. Epic of Eden. Folks, thank you for listening to the About the Church podcast. It's always a pleasure to have DG in the house. It's always a pleasure to be here, Cliff. And we want to just say thank you for listening to us just ramble on all the time. Nice picture. (laughs) That's from Tarabot in the chat. Very funny stuff. Anyway, what you guys miss when you're not in the live chat, let me tell (laughs) you. Anyway, folks, uh, we do want to hear from you. 859-795-4067. We want to say special thank you to an anonymous sponsor out there from, I guess it's been almost a year now. Anyway, he reminds us each and every week to please pray for another church in your area that's not in your own. That's right. Even if you don't like them. Even if you don't like those churches, pray for them. Pray for the people, my friends. That's right. Especially the people who think differently than you. Yeah, sure. And why not go a step further and invite them out to lunch and (gasps) pay for it? Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) All right, folks. Bye, everybody. We will be out here again next week. DG is just (laughs) going to... Can you do me a favor? Hit that mic one more time. I'm going to raise it up. It's just our killing us. Can't see over it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll be back next week. We're going to listen to your voice feedback. Until then, join the community.